0: Welcome to episode two of Football Revisited. Today, we discuss the talking points from the weekend's Premier League action, rank our eight best slash memorable play performances from international tournaments, before ending with a debate or discussion on a mystery topic that none of us know yet. Slight tweak to the lineup this week. So, you've got the familiar voices of myself, Butts, and Sims. But unfortunately, Rob failed a late fitness test. Do not fear. More than capable replacement awaits. Oh no wait No we haven't It's Steve That was well rehearsed Wasn't it? <laughs> it was yeah Spent all day on that <laughs> Worth it <laughs> um, So one of the biggest Talking points From the weekend for me Was from the Villa Leeds game On Friday night uh, With Leeds winning 3-0 away from home With a hat-trick From Patrick Bamford Start with a slight Trivia question Can anyone name The last Leeds player To score a Premier League Hat-trick?
1: Mark Viduka.
0: It is yeah That went well Was
1: it against, <laughs> was it against Liverpool?
0: No, Charlton. But he did score one against Liverpool. Um, Yeah, so where do you think we start with Bamford? um, Where does he rank with England strikers?
1: I mean, I didn't expect this question because I (laughs) was literally talking about this sort of chat. Um, It it is a tough one. He's obviously had a fantastic start. I think he scored six goals in five or six games, whatever it is. Um, there was obviously a lot of talk because he didn't do well in the Championship last year, and the Leeds fans were really upset with him. Um, but he's obviously come into the Premier League and looked, looked like he belongs. But again, it's only six games, so probably ask him that in January, February, see how many goals he scored. Um, but yeah, at the moment, he is he's on fire. And two of the goals he scored against Villa were
2: Quality peak peak, the
1: last some of the last. I didn't I think he had on his locker being able to turn like that, but. Yeah, he's doing well, but he needs to sustain it and prove he belongs in this level.
0: England potential, Steve?
1: Um,
3: I think it's. I think, like Pat said, there's a bit of time to see, but for now, I'd say, yeah. I'd say not. I think he needs to do a little bit more. There's still too much quality, I think, ahead of him in that
0: position. Yeah, uh, they are. They're yeah. doing well out of nowhere. They've suddenly got about six, seven forwards. You think? Actually, yeah, they can do a job at that level. Calvertly mm. winnings. Yeah. Uh,
1: just, Just five like, or six out of I mean. yeah
0: Rushford, so. yeah. Um, Sims, where um, with Carragher uh, yesterday you compared him to Firmino. Um, do you think he is better than Bobby Firmino? I
2: I watch him in his I'm
0: comfortable with him not. I I prefer having Bamford in my team than Bobby Firmino.
1: Whoa! Yeah. Right, two different fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think I'd prefer the strike of any of the other 19 Premier League clubs to Bobby Firmino. I think he he's, he's a different player. I'm watching highlights of old games and he was doing things back then that he doesn't come close to doing now.
2: I'm sure Patrick Bamford is delighted that Bobby Firmino has hijacked his segment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, I, I thought go. we were
2: trying
1: Pat, to... go Bamford, to, uh, back to Patrick Bamford.
2: Quality. Um, <laughs> no, I don't see him as an international striker at all.
1: He's on with those two goals he scored.
2: I mean, would we've been speaking about this? He, everyone has a, every dog has this day. He's, he's a hat Villa, great, and I agree with that. Two lovely goals. But let's have a look what he's like after December.
0: Yeah, I agree. You can only judge him on what he's done. He's had, he's up there with calvert Lewin for the start he's had but that's be, always been his problem is he's had a good it's week two, two weeks, yeah, he's never had the consistency um, and based on the start I take him over Firmino but if he can <laughs> if that's all is, then fine I'll keep Firmino for now um, Villa started brilliantly and now sit in third I thought of this question all by myself was the 3-0 loss a blip or is it the start of a slip?
1: Mm. I'll say I. I wouldn't say it's a slip. I think it's just uh, they've just come back down to reality a little bit. Um, although I think they, I might be right in saying they've still got a game in hand somehow. So if they win that, they could potentially yeah, go top. Yeah, they, so I
0: mean, yeah. Under
1: <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think anyone expects Aston Villa to do anything special. Um, if they get into the, the top 10 there it'll be a hell of a season from where they finished last season. But yeah, they, to be honest, they might go on a few games though, where they might draw, a couple of losses here and there, and then and they'll balance themselves out. But uh, yeah, just backed to we'll yeah, earth. Yeah,
0: mid-table team, I think. Yeah. We've we've said before how well we. Nice team been, though. Nice team though. Yeah, good signings in the summer and uh, good squad. Um, moving on to West Ham, Man City, started with a brilliant goal from Antonio, um, but there was talk of the Thomas Sucher Campbell. Um, what do you make of the gold sims? And uh, that-
2: yeah, no, I thought Mike together we were talking together when way we through it, and I think you pointed out first it, it's, it's mad how Man City just stopped. Yeah, and they just completely three players. The three, yeah, the three down the corner to stop the cross coming in, and they just all switched off. And then I know Carr, like I said last night, oh, Diaz couldn't have done much, but uh, Antonio's a strong lad, fair enough. But you want a bit more from a centre-half than just allowing him to, yeah. to use him and back in and back in. But I suppose the question should be asked, why was the cross allowed to come in on the first place? And the cross yeah. was in because they stopped, which was incredible, really. I thought Man City looked quite fatigued, they looked quite high on the weekend. And in fairness to them, you know, they're having to play, every team's having to play a lot these days. But like I was looking this morning, this morning no, Man City have to play again the early kick-off on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean, that's a tough goal win. I don't think we realise how much it takes out on players. Yeah. And um, Antonio's another one. England forward in good form. Um, while we're on the subject, Antonio or Bamford, you can pick one for your team. Who you having? Antonio. Mm-hmm.
1: Antonio
0: ahead of Bamford of now, Yeah.
2: Antonio for me.
1: I'm going big. I'm going big. Pat. Big I'm going pass. against the grain. <laughs> got more on his legs. <laughs> Sebastian
0: Hamlet or Bobby um, Vino? No, uh, yeah, go go Bobby for that one. Oh, it's nice to see you. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we stick on West Ham before we going to Man City. So another uh, player who I thought did well was the right-back, Kufal. Um, looks very good signing. It was £22 million they paid for him and Sucek combined from Slavia Prague, both last January and I think Kufal blown back six months and joined in summer. Um, it's a bit of a contrast from the situa- situation with Man City who haven't replaced company. I know I'd argue you got David Silva's another one who's yet to be replaced. Um, no obvious heir to the th- throne for Sergio Aguero. Do you think the ra- lack of recruitment is to blame for the dip in form?
1: Go on, Steve. Yeah, I think
3: I think the Aguero thing is the is the big thing. I think it's difficult when you've got players like Aguero, Silva and company. You're not going to replace them like that. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they are special Premier League players, three of them. Um, I've not seen too much of, of Diaz yet, but City's defence in general just still needs a lot of work, I think. And I think if they don't get a striker now to sort of, whether it's in January or the summer, to replace oh. Aguero, I think that's going to be sort of a big cloud over them because everyone's going to be expecting a big team like City with all the money they got and just the name now to get a you know to get one of the best strikers in the world. Who they'd get, I don't know.
0: Is us up to the job?
3: No,
1: I don't think so. He no, he's. All
0: a- but,
1: uh, I don't know. To be honest, I've got a bit of mixed feelings with his us. Some days he looks like he could, you know, be a top six striker, and you know. To everybody, and then other days, and he looks like he, you know, he should be in the championship or something. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you know, how do you really replace Aguero? Because it's the same thing with Harry Kane like, do you go and spend big money now on another striker to compete, maybe play two up top now and again, or do you just hope that his just comes in and does the job? It's the same with Silver. I mean, obviously, Phil Foden's there to come in, you know, Diaz they're hoping will replace companies, so yeah. It's they they haven't bought Diaz, like, like, for like, yeah, they haven't bought like world class replacements that are just going to come in and be title challengers again. Even though I do think, but they haven't really overtaken Liverpool in my opinion. I don't.
2: I, I I think I disagree with the idea that they haven't replaced Silva because I think what they haven't replaced is the whole vacuum of leadership within their squad. I mean, I would have go along with they didn't replace Company and they paid the price last year because as soon as the poor got injured. They had to stick Fernandino centre back. I mean, they lost the title. They lost ground, and then it was all gone. But with the one, I think if Pep Guardiola, I would go Pep Guardiola if he'd gone and spent forty, fifty million on a person, on someone to replace David Silva when he already had Phil Foden there in the building. And for the last year and a half, that's all we've been told by Guardiola is how Phil Foden is this brilliant footballer. But I think. What it does go to show is it's always like intangible that as like casual fans, we just see mm-hmm. the name and we see the ability, but we don't think of what goes on behind the scenes. It's it's all well and good buying like you know like an, uh, a Ferran Torres or whatever, you know yeah. whatever. Yeah. But you don't see maybe what they bring off the field. I yeah, think I they that. haven't been able to. Bear, they haven't been able to bring the character. Yeah off the pitch, or even on the pitch, when things go wrong, who can just lead them through it and just knuckle down.
0: Yeah, you think of leaders that? It's the same old names for the last, that were there five, six years ago. Like the mm. company Silverbub now, you've got Fernandinho and Aguero. Those always are the names. There's no one who I can think of. Kyle Walker, you could argue, maybe he's come in.
2: I think De Bruyne has
0: taken on. In, yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah.
2: But, but I do think there's a massive vacuum of leadership. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with this season. I think it's going to come down to just mentally. Like I said, just now, I I feel like if company and silver were there there playing on Saturday, I think City win. Because as soon as that first goal went in, you just felt, all right, they'd push on, you know. Yeah. And they never really did.
1: I think as well with the silver thing, I think I, I totally agree with, like, the leadership. That's fine. And my next point kind of goes into that. Phil Foden is obviously really talented. He's, you know, obviously could be a special talent. I just think a little bit, what I've seen when De Bruyne plays, they seem to be feeding him a lot more. It's kind of going, oh, we know you're the best player. Let's let's give Kevin the ball. Because nine times out of ten, he pulls a rabbit out of the hat. And I think when Silva was there, he had that leadership, but obviously had the quality as well. Where both of them were attacking all the time. Yeah. yeah, a bit more shared, attacking. I just think at the moment, although Phil Foden's very good, yeah, I don't think he demands the ball as much as Silva. And then Kevin's just being... Crowded out a little bit. Their he attack just doesn't he's look right.
2: Just... Forden is fleet You know what you're saying there. He comes and goes and matches and he isn't. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, in fairness to me, what is it? 17, 18. It's exactly. not it's what you are expect, But I completely yeah. agree with you again. And think he can still
0: play White as well, Ford and like yeah. some like he hasn't been given look this month, this next yeah. six games you are playing with Kev, with Rodri in centre midfield. Yeah, hasn't got a position. And, he? Yeah, and then he'll play as Replacement for Sterling one week, and then he'd be pushed in the centre mid for the last 20 minutes of a game. I don't, that's not fair on him. I'll be honest, I, as of yet, I'm unconvinced on him. But until he gets that run of games, I can't, I like, I don't want to rule him out because he has got talent. Yep. Um, but so
1: the Sarney one's another one as well, yeah, all comes into this, you know, just the way Man City have gone the last 18 months. Like the Sarney transfer is just weird. You know, he's playing well at Bayern now. He's a cracking player. And they look a bit weak on that side, on the left hand side. Like, Sterling doesn't look the same. They just.
0: I was looking at that, look Sterling's another one I'd say has picked up the leadership role. But again, these are players who have been there now long enough that you'd expect them to. There's yeah, no one like, who's come in and demanded that respect. Like, no one's making that immediate impact, which is mad yeah. when you think of the money they're spending.
1: So you say, like, the should be Sterling. But all right, they weren't like really one like, on ones or clear chances. But the player that he's being talked about in the same like, you know, the top, top wingers in the world, you know, they get those chances. They score at least one of those. Yeah. And even when he got the ball, like they're struggling 1-1. One, one, he just I never thought he was going to score. And yeah, I
2: mean, I think yeah. that's
1: his biggest problem. Like when it's going well, he looks world class. But when things are starting to go a little bit off off cuff, he I don't know, just doesn't always step up. Does he? You say like,
3: they yeah, I think this. The West Ham game is a good example of that because I think they were one-on-ones. He had, I think, he had two one-on-ones and his first yeah. touch or second touch was really there and down. Like players that, like you said, if he's being spoken spoken like, as one of the best in his position
0: in the world, you've got to be putting those away in those, like, tough games. Do you know what and I mean? And it's not one-off either. It's exactly. every couple of weeks you know, and yeah. there's a big chance he does miss. But I think
2: with the Man City, it is important to, like, temper all this because, like, for all we're saying, they are still probably the second best if not the oh, best yeah. you could argue in the country and they could go You, they could easily go on a 10 match streak. they just could because of the way they play and because of the way the manager they've got and because of the level of ability they've got
1: Yes, yeah, but just... the worry is the, there's no like last season with last season Fair enough, they'd won two, se- two leagues in a row then they dropped off that's you know that can happen but then you expect a big, big. They've spent a bit of money. They spent like hundred million or whatever. Oh yeah. You're expecting a big reaction, and they just they've dropped like eight points already. That does. Know those points is vital in when Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool, and it just doesn't seem like Pep's, you know, got him go in and yeah, seems a bit To be honest,
0: that flows into what I got Yeah. So at this stage of the season, after five games, I think for City, Pep has never been this low in the league. I think they're fourteenth, fifteenth. His previous worst was fifth. Um they've never, sc- any Pep Guardiola team has never scored this little this stage of the season or never conceded as many at this stage of the season and I know it's only five games but that's all you've got to go off at the moment Um another thing, like last year a lot of people don't, because everyone talks about the top two Liverpool Man City, last season Man United and Chelsea finished closer to City than City finished to Liverpool so Mike and then obviously they had lost Lee on Champions League uh, in the quarters and at what point do we keep giving them the praise of being like Sim Sim saying, no, arguably one of the best, te- arguably the best team in the country.
1: Mm-hmm. At what
0: point do you go? Actually, this is they're not that they're not the team they were three years ago. They are now a, a top four team. Yeah, I think that point was was quite a few
3: months ago. I I don't think I was going to say now. I, like, I think for a while you you could say like you know uh, we all sort of maybe know the Liverpool are better, but Man City on their day. I think it's pretty clear that Liverpool are miles better than City at the moment. I think, like, Liverpool still, like, scare teams, and still, like, Liverpool at the moment is the team that you don't want to play against. City, I fancy my chances against them. And I would if I was any other team in the Premier League, which says a lot. You don't fancy your yes. chances against Liverpool.
2: Hmm. I'd agree with that. What, well, even though?
3: Yeah. No.
2: Hey? Even though? No. Um
3: less so at the moment now but no i still think liverpool are as you know i know they i know they, yeah okay they've lost that game to, to villa but that happens mean? the
0: injuries would you yeah. fan like would you fancy now how Kane turn up to matt dip and gomez more a bit more than you would face yeah, of course Vandor. yeah that's that's yeah. a huge yeah the van dyke thing is, is a huge thing and you know
3: when you've got a player that good in that position it's going to be a huge thing when you lose him. Do you know what I mean? It's different yeah. when you lose an attacker as well. with The sort of defender, the Van Dyke is—it's it's a different, it's a different loss. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think every club's got that player that yeah. just—it's easy to say get cover, but at the end, there you can't cover the best. Spurs have had that trouble with. And I yeah, you
2: know, if he went, you know, went, <laughs> I think I—I <laughs> I mean, I've been—I've been one of the most vocal in terms of I against Guardiola, and I think I think they have underachieved. I've, I've said they have had arguments with Uber about it, but. What I would say is, I like we're saying, you know, I think it's been months now since they could say that the moment came where you could say Man City were a top four team. Not a, well, no, because they're clearly it's clearly still a top two and the rest are playing miles back. So for me, it's not the Man City, it's not Liverpool, then a top four, it's not a, a one, you know, what maybe two or three and then is a top one. Man City are clearly better than all the rest of the Premier League other than Liverpool.
1: Yeah, but that's I fine. But which way do you think they're
2: trending?
3: Yeah, but they're on their own. I think it's Liverpool are in yeah. their own pocket. Then there's Man, a Man
1: City are on a downward curve rather than upward curve, in my opinion, at the moment. I know they've had injuries and all that, and they've had a lot of games. But with the squad they got the Monday they got. Yeah, I was gonna say about like the squad.
0: I was reading their squad earlier, and some of the names are like I don't like I got a list here of like Bernardo, uh Bernardo Silva, Mahrez, Mendy, Rodri, Cancelo, these all big money signings that I do not trust to turn up on the day. Well, that's half their first 11. Say again.
2: Sorry, sorry. I was saying Zinchenko still knocked me out there.
0: That says a lot. Yeah. Do so, you know what I mean? He's still yeah, again yeah, game time left back. And well the has been left back last three games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he did actually play it right against West Ham to fair Cancelo. But just,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's not so consistent we'll though. And we'll go full in, full on on Guardiola. Because you know what I do it happily. But I just think it's premature to be saying this Man City team is a top four team now, no longer considered one of the top teams in Europe. They are. They
1: are. Yeah, I'd say they still are. But for me, they're on a bit of a downward spiral. Yeah, I'd I'd
0: be more along with Steve's line of thinking where it is Liverpool and then Man City are lead in the pack of everyone else, but they're still part of. That pack maybe just a bit above it, but I think <coughs> yeah. there's that gap of Liverpool Man City and then the same gap between Man City and everyone else. I think that's what the league's looking like at the moment, and hopefully that's how the league will look at the end of the season. <laughs> um but there's two other teams who have hopes of breaking that idea of a top two. Uh they played out a thrilling nil nil united in <laughs> Chelsea. Um do you see any man just surviving the full season, but?
1: I don't see myself surviving on his pod after what I said last week. I mean, <laughs> I criticised both of them that they can't defend. And I think me and Sim, well, I think Sim said it's guaranteed not to be a little. Yeah, he said both He's the only nailed yeah. on bat he
0: and I, back he'd
1: <laughs> that's, that's football, if you it? it always goes the other way. Um, yeah, it, the, I mean, I think Frank's got a bit more leeway, and just I know they've spent a lot of money, but. Just because of his name, I know Ollie's got kind of the same. I think Frank might have a bit more time, whereas Ollie, I don't. Manu was such a weird team. I mean, they batted PSG, who were the Champions League finalists. And look, I'm scratching my head because I can't work out how they both had clean sheets in this game. Um, but yeah, I put my money on Ollie again. Probably getting rid of at the end of the season. Maybe Frank another season.
3: Can I uh, just before I forget? After you said that. You say Frank's got more time because of his name. His name is Derby County manager, and lost out on promotion, and then got given a Chelsea job because he used to play for them.
1: Yeah, I agree.
3: <laughs> yeah, but but so that's not a name. That's, that's mean- like you're saying about the player's name. You yeah. can't think about the play like
0: you know. And I don't think Van would be that naive to go. You scored three hundred goals for me as a player you can do what you want as manager. He's not going to be that naive. He is going to be ruthless.
1: No, the... I'm not saying you can do what he wants, but I think he'll have if he has more time. I think Frank will have a bit more time, which is what the question was. I'm not saying he <laughs> deserves to have the job, Or that's a different topic. Yeah. In terms of the, the two uh, coaches in question, I think Frank will have a bit more time. But yeah, he, I've said it on the pod, I think. I, I don't think he really should have the job anyway, because he clearly can't defend. Well, he can because he's just got a clean sheet. But he can't attack then. He can't he do. He's got to do one or, do or the other. Yeah. yeah. So, which is pointless as a top fourteen.
0: So Same question for you two, boys. Frank or Ollie, which one leaves first? Head on the block.
2: I think Social Scarf Ollie goes first. But I, I, I completely echo. But uh, I, I get it completely falls in line what we've just spoken about. The, the main reason, Man have Merle's ahead of the rest. Is because the rest are managed by Olegan oh, Soskar and Frank Lampard and Mikael Arteta. Yeah, right. They're excited at the moment. But I mean, for looking at you know the actual stats of it, I'm pretty sure I read the name. He's got he's got an almost identical record to an Emory. And since, to be honest, since the FA Cup, they haven't done anything. So, you know, if I'm like we've got two Spurs fans here, right now. At least with Mourinho, you've got to, act, you've got to win You've got someone who's done it. So when it comes down to it, I think a season like this, where it's just so mentally draining, I think managers have a huge impact. Huge impact.
0: Agree, Steve. Or Lee, out first.
2: Um, yeah, I do. Um...
3: Whether I think it's right or not, I don't know, but then I've probably, it's just a personal dislike of Frank Lampard as well that <laughs> I have that opinion. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't I don't doesn't. think
0: there'll be much in it, I can see them both gone this season. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I agree, I don't think there'll be much in it.
3: Um, probably Chelsea first, just because I think Chelsea will be more reluctant to get rid of Lampard. Yeah,
2: fair. I think um, we're on tier 10, 10 managers now, Berkeley you said are going to get
1: sacked this season. <laughs> season. <laughs> Two merry-go-rounds.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there's only three left in the job now um, So Which team are actually in a better place? So if you were manager, which team would you Prefer to take over? Like, which club do you think? For me, I think Chelsea I, yeah, would I, prefer, think. I think the squad's in a better place I don't think there's much to do I think midfield, attack I, th- I think just sort of the defence A Couple of big mm. sign-ins And it can change
1: I, to us, Chelsea, I'd agree. I I'd pick Chelsea. I think you just need to sort out the centre backs. Well, really good side now. I think he, you know he looked good since he started. You Yeah, know, they've got a nice balance of right back with Asper, Quetta, and James that they can swap in and out. And hopefully James will learn from Ansby And that could be a nice little partnership of the centre backs. I mean like i love Thiago Silva, but he's thirty five for goodness sake. And you know, he's not he's not the most commanding centre back um for the Premier League. He's only six foot, I think can he but um yeah they they really need just a couple of world well, i say world class there's not many of them about i, to be honest, I think center back is one of the hardest positions in football at the moment to actually find a solid player at the top level i think most clubs are struggling with center backs to be honest um see taking over Chelsea first rather well, united squad i mean baffles me absolutely baffles Sims, me.
2: you were disagreeing with that there by the looks of it Oh no! I completely agree. I don't. Think, right. I not think it's close, Chelsea. I, I really, I really don't think. I think I exactly what I'm about to say. And I think you look at my United squad. There's holes all over the shop. Look at Chelsea's. And the thing with Chelsea, they're young as well. So you've got a core for five, six years where we don't have to think about it. Yeah. So mm. for me, yeah. And and the last thing I say is, while well, you've got United, you've got an absolute circus in the boardroom. Yeah. stability at Chelsea, where you know, well, there's one guy I answer to, and as long as he's happy, then I'm safe. Steve, would it um, hurt
0: you to see Poch taking over United if that did, if it did come to that?
3: Yeah, of course he would. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be very nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you would. Maybe I'm just like sort of telling myself as a Spurs fan that he wouldn't <laughs> go. <in>. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Spurs in the top
0: six, but uh, well, you might go Chelsea now instead. Yeah, that that would be a little <laughs> bit worse.
1: Yeah. Um He'd probably love it because the way he got sacked, I don't think he was obviously not pleased to get sacked, but it didn't sound like it was very nice way of getting rid of him. I, I don't yeah. I think he'd like to stick it to maybe not Spurs, but Daniel Levy a little bit by going to a United or, or Chelsea.
3: Yeah, sorry. Like yeah, by what we know, I don't think it was done in the best way, but I don't think I don't think there's much sort of animosity there, to be honest. I I reckon he'll I reckon he'll manage Spurs again one day.
1: Yeah, when Daniel Demon leaves open.
3: You make the need just to get our face on Theo's face, I've done it. <laughs> you
2: think he goes back to Spurs?
3: One day, I think. You know, not one not day. Round.
2: Did you
3: say one day? <laughs> <laughs> he won the last cup he had.
1: Bring the band back together. <laughs>
3: last last two managers to win a cup of Spurs, Pachino Ramos. That's an interesting take,
2: though, Steve. League Cup and Audi Cup, what? That is, is a really interesting take. Why? Why are you so convinced that Pochettino's love for Spurs is deep enough that he would go back?
3: It could be it could be an emotional opinion that again that I'm maybe more hope than than belief, but I I don't know. Something tells me that I I do think it's sort of it was a weird way that it ended, like with the whole the way that he treated the Champions League final and everything, and how it sort of just went downhill after that until he got sacked. And I don't think the sacking was done in like a really horrible way. I think it was just like he knew it was coming. I don't know, and he's young. I think in in years
0: to
1: come, and
0: back. If I, he I disagree with that. With Poch, I see him going to a Man U though. So if he goes to a Man U and wins something, or even to a Real Madrid and wins something, isn't he already like better than Spurs? Well, if he does that, yeah, of course he is. So why would he go back? Like he is bound to get a top level job. Yeah, he probably like, He might do what Mourinho's done though, and then on his way down, he'll find Spurs again. <laughs>
2: Steve, do you know what I absolutely love? Is it just still angry over the way that Postino, um handled the Champions League run-up? Why is your gripe about that, Steve? Um, yeah, I'm glad
3: I brought that up. <laughs> That's what I wanted to try was talk about the Champions League final to two Liverpool fans. We haven't even gone to Spurs yet. This is the best. I know. don't know how I feel. I mean, I've, I've used the word twice for myself already, but it all seemed way too emotional, that, that Champions League final. It was like the way that they had, like, the big group photo at the start, everyone in the squad having a photo, the way that they sort of... I think they travelled there really early as well. I think you said before, like, Liverpool said that that was one of their biggest mistakes the year before they won it, was they sort of made too big a thing of it, whereas this year they they got there, like, a day or two before, did the job, went on, kind of thing. Um, and you got to treat it like a job, and Spurs treated it like... It was this, and and it was, you know, yeah. I'm not like, you know, obviously it was a huge thing for Spurs to be in the Champions League final, and it's not something that maybe we'll, you know, we'll ever do again, but you can't treat it like it's it's like, we shouldn't be here. You know, you've got to to the game and try and do the job. So that's
0: what I Yeah, no, that's totally fair enough. Um, It did feel that your final was the Ajax game, like in terms of the reaction from it. That's how we came across. Um, But yeah, going back to my new Chelsea, a um, <laughs> Referee decisions, we haven't discussed one yet. Maguire on Azpilicueta. Penalty. <laughs> Stonewaller. Yeah.
1: Stonewaller,
0: 100%. And then, like, in the very next game, you had the Fabinho one. We won't be talking about Liverpool today, but I thought we'd bring up the penalty call. Um, Sims, I know you were quite vocal on the old WhatsApp.
2: <laughs> oh, I just... Oh, like, I can't down now. I think, well, I, I agree with you, Said. I mean... Why he slide in anyway? He was a he was a centre mid playing centre back, centre tackle, But I mean, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're going mad. Like I, have got yeah. nothing more to say. I've actually got a really big take about football in general, but I'll keep it because it's not. You don't want to be putting in like t- 20 minutes into the pod for that way. So <laughs>
0: something to look forward to a,
2: li- <laughs> a little teaser from Sam.
0: You can cut that uh, button, but on like yeah. a we'll teaser. do a special
1: part. pod. Yeah,
0: it. just seems ideal. No, um, I thought same, nailed on Pen McGuay on Azpi, and then with Fabinho. It was a silly decision. You, I think we always say, why you give the ref a decision to make? Yeah. But the ref still made the wrong decision. So, yeah. Um. So one last game to touch on, one for Stephen Butts. Spurs' 1-0 away win versus Burnley. Steve, uh, on WhatsApp, you called it a fantastic win. Oh. Here were your words. What was so fantastic about it? I've got to remember the WhatsApp, like, Steve... Stay- <laughs> Um, no, I no, think it, it, it doesn't need to. I remembered, like as soon as I saw <laughs> it, that, that's not going anywhere. Uh, we need to talk on Snapchat instead. I think
3: <laughs> does it still disappear after ten seconds? Um,
2: you think, know it does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: I think it was it was a fantastic win because it was a game that we wouldn't have won over the last however many years. Um, I think it's a we're a different Spurs team now, and hopefully that we can carry on winning games like that. Um, first half was painful to watch, even as like as a neutral, they would have you know most of the game probably was quite painful to watch as a neutral. Um but I think we dealt with Burnley strikers. Whereas before we wouldn't have I think Alderweireld and Dia had decent games. Obviously the to clear us off the line with Kane um caught a butt snacks, is it? Um I, I just think they sort of I think they commanded more than they have done before and more than they would do in the past in in those sort of aerial battles um and i just think a one will a one will a one nil away when Burnley is is a really good result because they're really hard to play against yeah but uh
0: what were your
1: thoughts on i i agree with with kind of what steve is saying like it is it is obviously a good result away from home against you know a tough uh burnley side um but first of all eric Dyer did not have a good game he was all over the shop so toby was all right but the one, oh, maybe it's just I like stole like Eric Dyer centre-back. The one time where the ball comes over, I don't know who he thinks he is, but he, Franz Beckenbauer, but he any good centre-back ever, just flicking it over. Like, who the hell do you think he is like? Like, honestly, I've never been so angry at centre-back in my life. And that was just sums up the way he's playing at centre-back at the moment. And he really, really <laughs> annoying me at the moment. Um, but no, if, to be honest, I was more annoyed with Jose than the actual players, because I just thought the tactics were so weird. Like, we were just playing long balls all the time, nothing going through midfield. Like, it was so defensive. Like, I know you can say, no, oh, we won 1-0. But I mean, any other time, we probably would have lost that game. I mean, it was really on a knife edge. It's one of them where it goes either way, and you have a completely different look. Um, so to say that, oh, you know, it was a good performance, no, we won 1-0, it's a good result. It's all them cliches. But if you really watch the game, it was actually a really, really bad performance that should not be... If we're trying to get to a level where we're trying to catch these top teams, you can't be putting in ships like that. And it's just... Yeah, I don't know. It kind of shocked me because we've been so attacking in the first few games of the season. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we shift to this sort of game. All right, I can understand maybe because it is Burnley away. But I, I just didn't like some of the things I saw, saw in that game. Maybe it's still too broad, I don't know.
0: Sims, a few smirks from you there Well, Bats I just wonder
2: whether Bats and Steve watch the same game. <laughs> that's, right. my, that's my question. <laughs> like I was going to ask, because but said, oh, no, if you watched the game, so Steve, did you watch the game? That's my question.
3: I did, yeah. I did watch the game, yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. Steve, Harry Kane,
3: Andreal. Yeah, just still think it's a one season wonder?
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do, he's going to say that. I do.
3: Andreal? <laughs> um, yeah, his, his, his positioning is sort of, obviously he's coming a lot deeper now. Him and Son are just, Kane's becoming the 10 and Son's the 9 in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, I mean, the two of them are just outstanding at the moment. It's quite funny that Kane got that assist. And, like, with the goal, you saw it first time you think, OK, it's like just one of those glancing headers and it's ended up going straight to Son. Like, the commentator said, I think at the time, like they wondered if it was like a training round move. I think it probably wasn't. I think Kane looked like he reacted to the ball rather than it being a planned move. Like
0: But that's it, what the top players it, do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: And he did the same, I think they spoke about after the game. He did the same for that clearance off the line. It's that instinct that he's got ahead of any other player, like any other defender whose job that is, he just knew as soon as that ball went over the top, I've got to get back for you know for that. He was much quicker than Doherty was, you know, which is technically more his job.
0: Yeah. Well, um I think sorry to bring this up to the West Ham game, Spurs. But while it was 3 0, the last attack of the first half, West Ham were in the box and had a shot, and it was Kane putting his body on the line to block the shot as well. So def- defensively, he's showing he's got that. The passes, the assists, uh, something I've never considered him having that level of vision. Um, Son's first goal in the West Ham game as well, unreal real pass. I think, yeah, he's proven to be a different player to I think what everybody kind of had him labelled as, especially last season and before. I always think he's a world-class passer. Okay, except for Steve, everyone else. Well,
1: um, I, I thought Carragher did a good analysis of his of his passing uh, before the game. Uh, he showed clips from like twenty fifteen and you know in the, the years leading up to it. Um, I think now he's just he's got actually getting the assists. People who, on the end of actually scoring goals, which obviously it was like you was, need that to get the
2: yeah
1: the recognition. <laughs> yeah. But... Harry Kane is just he's just playing different level at the moment, and thank God we got him. And thank God he's in my drafting, that's what I'm going to say.
0: And, and Son as well.
1: Yeah. is There's an interesting one, as Liverpool fans. Do you think he's on the same level as Mane and Salah? Uh,
0: yeah, I do. Son. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking about that And I day. think Kane is on Firmino's <laughs> level as well. I
1: think he's <laughs> up there as well. Oh, God. What universe are uh, we in?
0: Steve, um, I think it was last week or the week before I asked the boys, um, as a Spurs fan, would you rather have Kane or have Son? What would you answer be if you yeah, had I to pick think, one?
3: I think we spoke. Yeah, I think we spoke this last year at some point. Um, I think now is a different conversation again because of of the amount of sort of because the role that Kane's having now as a sort of as that almost like a target midfielder. Um, I'd said my heart says kane but i did say son before and i think it probably is son because i think you know that, like and we've seen it when we lost kane last season um about a year ago and then we lost son i think i think if you've got a backup striker which we you know we look like we have now he looks like a decent player if you've got a backup striker it's more important to keep son cuz i think he i think he brings
0: he's so more much. irreplaceable yeah i think so that's, yeah yeah well whatever makes sense
1: yeah but like it's tough, you know, to say I, that you're, you know, obviously... I think know. I slightly disagree. I think I slightly disagree. Because if you take Kane out, who's going to then be passing the ball to him? Yeah. Because you've got Sissoko, Holberg. Uh, Los could potentially do it, but I don't think he's that... It is such can- an
0: unfair question. I'll, I'll like, yeah. to myself. Because like, I think
1: you asked me a similar question, the same question a few weeks ago, and I kind of said Kane, but I wasn't 100% sure. Whereas now I would be, like, 100% Kane. Just because I think there's more pace in the team that can fill the void if Son's there. If Son's not there, sorry. Whereas if Kane's not there, you know, because Ericsson's not there now, I really don't see who's making the passes. And I think we'd struggle to get more goals. But, yeah, lucky we got Uh, both.
0: I'm sure I haven't seen that Son and Kane are now second on the all-time list of combinations, uh, like providing goals to each other. Um, Drogba and Lampada top, I think, seven goals ahead of them. Yeah. Are they do you think they're taking the number one spot? Yeah. Oh, I think so. This season? Mm. If they keep up. They yeah. if they keep up, they'll have it before the end of the Yeah, they have yeah, yeah, it yeah, it's mad. Um yeah. Sims, what's the ceiling for Spurs this season? <laughs> Actually we'll go this season and then under Mourinho. That's all for both.
2: For me, I personally. I, I don't see them as title contenders this year and I don't see them being able to push on then and go in maybe next year or the year after um, but then I almost think they've got a better chance this year than any other year because I, I just think this year is such a strange weird season like I watch a football now and it's just it's just not it's not what we used to it's really not like even the way the games are going and and I think in a way the worst thing that happened was they put the, the fan noise on, you know, like you can watch it with fan noise. Because sure. you almost trick it tricks you into thinking like, oh yeah, this is normal. Yeah. It's not, it's really yeah. not for those players. And I think I think, you know, for Spurs, I think this is this is the you know, who really wanna go for it. And I think this yeah. is it. Because I don't see them being able to keep it going. I still think the defensively well not dodgy, but defensively maybe not quite good enough to win a league. And uh, it's a bit harsh but I mean this is as good as this gets for Kane and so on no, they cannot play any better well I don't think they can personally the only thing I can say is you could argue well Garfield comes in Gareth hits all of a sudden then you go an did one to, to make it a trio but
0: you know, I we've think seen it from a Liverpool point of view
2: you can have the best two
0: strikers two forwards in the league you can't if you haven't got ever th- and, and the right combination around them then you're only going to get top four at the push really
2: this is it, and and again, and and I think, I mean, Steve, I know Steve will agree with this because this is big as bears as a Spurs fan, just mentality wise, isn't it? Can they keep going for a whole season? Mm. And you know, being Spurs, i would I suggest no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say no, just because of already what's happened this season. You know, we should be, you know, four points better off. We've already dropped points at home, but we shouldn't have. Still, only which, two you know.
0: points off top.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's it's just our feeling of like. If it happens, it could happen again, which it probably will. It's like I said last week, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, but I am excited about the team. I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I think we might challenge early on, but then probably fade and get top four. But it's yeah, like Tangi in the belly is playing really well. Regular looks well. Like some like Lo Celso. I love him. It's a really, really good squad that should really be getting top four.
0: Top four for you as well, Steve?
3: Yeah, it's like it's it's happened sort of two or three times over the last seven eight years. Was like you know, a few season. Yeah, it's like oh, Spurs type, like no, we're not hot takes. You know, yeah, you know, we know we're not. And you know, hopefully, yeah, all the sort of level headed fans can just because I think the the team now is really excited. So I don't, I don't like the whole. Are we type of like let's just be excited about what we've got and see Enjoy what it rather than like looking up there. I think push for top four, push for a cup. You know, I think we've got a, I think we've got a chance with the Europa League, and you know, maybe one of the domestic cups. Um, I agree. Do so I think we're going to win it? I don't know. The sort of the main thing for us over the last few years has been strength and depth, and we've got that now. If you, every position now, I'm almost sort of ish okay with Aria being a second choice right back. <laughs> He's still playing too much football for my liking, as is Davis. Davis was awful last night. Oh, He was terrible. He was absolutely awful last night. I think
1: right-back's still an issue, though, because Dorothy hasn't looked. I know he might be playing no position, but he got done a few times against a Burnley player. I mean, come on. Yeah, um, you if you're a
0: right-wing-back, right-back isn't that much out of position either. Exactly. I
2: think you should yeah. be able to adapt. You
1: you can yes. talk from experience as playing right-back for that one.
2: Exactly, yeah. Steve, do you know you're saying, um Spurs got an exciting team now, which I, I agree with. Do you think... Do you think of Mourinho will almost hold them back lot at times? I mean, last night was a perfect example, wasn't it? You know, you could argue, well, like Butts said, you know, they've gone, they won 6-1 in Man United, right they scored was it 5-2 or 5-1 at something, whatever it was. You know, in yeah. red or form, you think, right, we'll just turn them at Burnley and let's just we'll just outplay them, our we'll, we'll quality will shine through, we're better than them. But he, he changed it up to protect the knee, because that's his natural instinct. Yeah. That <laughs> is what Mourinho will do, and he always revert to type. Do you think he holds you back though? But I think not sorry, not in terms of results so much, but in terms of how you want to play.
3: No, yeah, I know what you mean. I think yeah, I think last night's a good example. Like it's not like me to be on like the backing spurs being positive side and sort of butts being on the other side. But you could argue that last night he got it right as well. It, it was a tough first after watch, but you could argue that actually he changed his way like like you said, we've been you know, I think we've scored the most goals you know out of anyone this year so far. It's almost like I'm hoping the Marino can basically like go let the attack do what they want because they're so good. Like especially if Bale comes in now and is sort of half as half the player he was for us last time, he can almost let them do their job and sort out the sort out the defence midfield. I like the midfield three that he's playing. Like finally Winks is you know is sort of just dropping in and out, which is fine. Like I think Hoybjerg, and Domble is really strong midfield, and then it lets the it lets the three play the as well work i think i think he's making us he's making us that tough harder team that we haven't been over the years that we need so i, I don't think it'll pull us back because i think the the forwards are so good that you can just let them do it you know what they can and hopefully last night it was actually a marino plan sort of you know you know pulling it off and like working
0: so that loaded question
2: sims do you feel that marino does hold them back uh, oh no! I genuinely didn't, but I mean, I'm on. I mean, everyone, we all know what I think. I mean, I think he's the right man for the job. I, I still can't believe he's there. And I think what you saw last night is what you're going to see all season. I, you know, I probably argue that what we've seen in the five games previously are that's the anom- anomaly, not what we are seeing now. I think that's what we will see. No, you know, I I don't see Mourinho change. Why would he change now? Like I don't. He's not going to, is he? He's going to, he's going to set up. He's going to not lose first. And then he's going to, like Steve said, he's going to, he's going to put it on, right? We've got two boys up front, two, three, two, two or three attackers who can do it for us. we do set plays. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. Because if that's so you play, that's who you play, is But yeah. for me, I was lucky. I think he's just so not spurs. Like, mm. However, if he's out winning, then who do I argue?
0: We've said the Seedling um, Spurs is probably top four. Do we think they'll actually get top four?
1: I, yeah. Yeah, I I see it just because, like we've said earlier, out of all the other managers, Jose will do what he did last night. If they're playing away at Burnley, you've just conceded three at home in the last 10 minutes. You go away to a tough game. He will, you know, make changes. And, you know, obviously try and get results, even though we could have lost that game easily.
2: Sims Whereas I don't
1: see the f- ones. Oh, sorry. As well.
2: Um
3: I I don't like predicting good things for Spurs. I do it head I on the block. Spurs, yeah, I I think I think probably yeah. Um because of the strength and depth that we've got now. We've got good backup in most positions. Um you know, he's got he's got players playing well that weren't playing well before. But well, ceiling, ceiling wise you know, no, we can't win the league. Ceiling-wise, if you look at all the other teams apart from Liverpool, I think I think we can finish second. I don't think we will. I think we can, if you're talking about sort of as high as we can go this season, realistically. Yeah. Um, I think we'll find ourselves fighting for fourth. And Sims, do
0: you think they will finish top four? Uh,
2: yeah, because I think he's a better manager than what Chelsea and my so got. So, it's going to come between one of those three he's going to miss out and I will back Mourinho to get it done over both Lampard and that.
0: Cool because that was a loaded question. Because I went back and checked our uh, predictions before the season, only one of us said Spurs top four, and that was me. So, <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> Just like you said, Everton would win against Liverpool. Yeah,
0: they, they drew. I mean, that's not miles off. <laughs>
1: well, we didn't win, no, did they? So,
0: <laughs> if we go back and listen to all our predictions, I think we could point fingers that's all, all day long. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's not. <laughs> it's um, so. Spurs weren't like we've said they weren't very good, they weren't very pleasing. Um I felt there was Burnley should be disappointed they weren't able to get anything from the game. Yeah. Um Sims, you were say we were saying last night you got a theory on Burnley. Stephen Butts have said it's fantastic to go away to Burnley and get the result. What's your theory on Burnley? Uh
2: I just think, I just think it's become like that it's that myth, isn't it? It's that like we said last night, it's the new really tough place to go and play like Stoke was. But it's Not really, because all the top teams seem to go there and they all seem to win. Now, I think back, I think Spurs lost last year, I think, if I remember right, because I remember watching it. But other than that, everyone goes there and wins. Liverpool back to them last year, they won the year before that, they won the year before that. And then I remember Chelsea going there and Poolers just going to hat trick last year. It's just, it just seems like it's just one of those places where it's big, up as oh, it's a really tough place to go and play. But all the top teams seem to go there and just win. Yeah. It's the same as I think this is a difficult place to go. But even that is a bit it's more of the the storyline behind it. Because most teams go to less and win.
0: It seems that any team has got a stadium where the fans are right on the pitch. It's labelled tough place to go at. When, like you say, it's not.
2: And it's that idea that, you know, like 90% of their team is either Irish or English or some type of Brit you know British. And this, you'll have a bit of a, you'll have, you'll get kicked a bit. But then the day, most teams turn up and they just outplay them. Simple as that. They, they are difficult to play against, but it's not really a difficult place to go because people get the results. Like,
0: yeah. Um, they're on one point from five, but would you be worried if you're a Burnley fan? I'd be worried for any Burnley fan for and Burnley post <laughs> up. But would you be worried?
1: Yeah, I would be. Just, just quickly, I, I do think over the course of their time in the Premier League, they have. Not that they deserve, but they, there's reasons for why you would say Burnley is quite a tough place to go. Like, yeah, the top six should be really going there and winning, but they have had a few results against you know, some top six since they've been in the Premier League. The last couple of years, they have struggled. I'll, I'll take that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. They, they just seem like they've... Kind of like a few teams that are finishing mid-table for like four, five, six, seven years. They kind of just reach their ceiling, and then they don't really know what to do after that because they can't go top 10. They just always dwindle down See, I would be a bit concerned But hopefully Because I quite like Burnley But I hope Sean Dyche can sort it out Because he's a man who deserves A bit of success for what he's done
0: I I don't mind Sean Dyche, I like him I don't like Burnley Yeah,
1: but if he gets If, say they go down now No, is he likely to get a good job after that? Probably not He's going to be going to relegation teams I was
0: watching West Ham And I thought I can see him taking over here
1: Yeah, but you know yeah, you know, that was that talk a few years ago. You might go to Everton and you'll never get that chance again though if, if Burnley go down. So for his sake, I hope they I hope they stay up. But yeah, I would be worried.
3: Yeah. Steve? Yeah, um I think I I don't know why, but I think they'll get out. I don't think they'll sort of be in a relegation battle or you know. They'll be there about but I don't think they'll be sort of really fighting to avoid relegation. I think that's they're, they're solid enough. Um but yeah, it's a bit of a worrying start.
0: For me, it's the, um, the transfers because they had loads of players out to contract end of last season. And then, yeah. like, the big name signing is Dale Stevens in centre midfield. <laughs> and that's not inspiring. That um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and they've had a few injuries and players are coming back. They've still got Dwight and Neil, That's a plus.
1: Future Ballando winner.
0: Future d'Or winner. Um, so, if you I th- think about it,
1: they've only got to be better than one other team because Fulham and West Ham are going down. So, I mean, the odds of them going down are probably. And you've said
2: Sheffield, thin. you're pretty
1: sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I put my money, I put my money on it. It's safe then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't give me your something words on were, Sheffield.
2: You was last, last week. you safe another
1: year. <laughs> Hot ticket.
0: So, your words were, you've never been more sure of anything in your life. I
1: haven't. I have still <laughs> stick to it. I still <laughs> stick to it. The only point about the season is against Fulham. To be fair, they did, they did alright against Liverpool. I thought they'd get battered, but they did alright but they're still going down
0: um, That's fine we'll move on to the draft but just before we do actually um, Southampton burst Everton's bubble we won't go into detail on the game but just wanted to give a shout out to Southampton for performance and Dannyings yet again showing why he's probably for me next in line for that England behind the kind of Rashford yeah. and Kane I think he is still there as maybe 3-4 in the list ahead of the names you mentioned at the start of the show. Um, so, moving on to the draft. So, it's... Rob weren't very definitive with the title of it, mm. but uh, what I've taken from it is memorable breakout performances in international tournaments. This can be um, good, bad. I think it's just players who have had that international tournament that are remembered for that. That's what my understanding of it is. So, to decide the order of this week's draft, it would have been up to Rob. Rob's not here, so Steve, over to you. How are we de- deciding the order of this week's draft?
3: Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go around three of you naming Premier League goalkeepers. Cause, you know, for Thir. um Wow. With that, have got a hundred or more clean sheets. Oh, he, he probably thinks there's none. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a clean sheet? <laughs> uh, so we're going to go round naming naming Premier League goalkeepers since the Premier League started with hundred or more clean sheets. There are only let me just double check.
0: There are only fifteen. So And um, and you, you need to decide the order now of this as well. Yeah. You yeah. we got another question for this?
3: Uh, no, <laughs> no.
0: Um, we're going to
3: go. We're going to go very creative. We're going to go in alphabetical order of surnames. So it's going to be book. That's clear. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I'll start with Peter. to check.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't even call that obvious, but
3: bear with me as I track and write these down just to make sure that there's no uh, double instance. Right.
2: I'm trying to think. Oh but right. yeah. There's a goalkeeper battle. Don't worry about it. Just say yeah, <laughs> no, no, I don't nobody cares that much.
1: I'll say David James.
3: Yeah, shaking van. Uh... I was hoping you had the first wrong answer there. No, no, that's <laughs> right. Uh,
2: Brad
0: Friedel. I think that's
3: right. Yeah, correct.
1: Uh... Jens Lehmann.
2: No. Hmm?
3: I believe so, yeah. David Seaman. Yeah. David Dehia. Again, I think so, yeah.
0: Peter Schmeichel, has it been said? No.
3: Hasn't no. been said and is right. No, it's tough. Yeah. You've got seven more to go. Zed!
2: Mm. Nicknames. Oh, you've got to you go, Keeper Steve. Let's get <laughs> it in. <context> now. <laughs> um, I would go with. What does it mean, Zed? I can't even think who we haven't said.
3: So you said. Do you want to know who you've said so far? Yeah, using me round down, please. Thank you. Jack, James, Gibbon, Friedel, Van der Sart, Seaman, Gea, Smichael.
2: Okay. I don't think it's right, but I'll go with um pepperina. Correct. Your heart? Yeah. The only uh, still
3: current Premier League player.
2: your heart right
3: I'm glad I'm, I don't know this. That one's
0: for football. you, uh, Steven Butts. That one's for you.
3: I still hate the fact that he wears a Spurs shirt.
2: <laughs> Steve, in my head now, I can't stop thinking about like Aurelio Gomez, Spurs <laughs> <laughs> goalkeepers back in the year. Aurelio Gomez.
3: Stop, yeah, to stop post. thinking about Aurelio <laughs> Gomez. That's all I'd say. <laughs>
2: um, Casey there with oh, mid-90s,
0: I think mid-90s. I've got I've got two more and then I'm out writing them down so I don't forget.
2: I got one, but I'm sure it's not gonna be right. So I'm not gonna say it. You said oh, you would never be there long enough. No. Dean Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: the fact that you've had his name before some of the
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's wrong no.
0: So we've got no. our order, Burke do you want to have a quick little go? The only two names I had here was UC Askeleinan Correct And oh, yes. Tim Howard Correct Just old old.
2: Literally- right. yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Um, so how many did we get? You got
3: us? 12 then, including the two that you said at the end So the three that you didn't get
0: Nigel Martin. Oh, me and Bats were discussing, discussing him earlier. <laughs> free show. Mark Watson. Oh. oh,
1: of course. Oh,
0: yeah. And what was the other one he didn't say? Thomas Orson. Oh, I mean, answer. same as we were discussing him yesterday. We were. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why.
1: These goalkeepers never had so much media time.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Imagine so, my shock than my goalkeeper always let me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm first, because... There's
0: set, six picks between my last pick and I've only got four names prepared. So <laughs> that is a worry. So just to confirm, it was me, Sims, but Steve. Steve but Sims me. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Okay. So my first pick is the name that instantly came into my head um, when Rob said it last week on the podcast, what the topic's going to be. Um, so this guy's got the opening goal of the first World Cup to be held in his country in his continent and captured the imaginations of the whole world. He spent most of his club career playing for an English indie rock band. Um, there's a Facebook page in his zona which can only just be described as going viral. So my first pick is Bafana Bafana. It's Sifure Shabalala and the page is cool story bro needs more Sifure Shabalala's. So feel free to search on Facebook and give it a like. Uh, but yeah number one Sifure Shabalala. Always will be remembered for that goal in the opener of the World Cup, 2010.
2: It's a world day as well, that play. Good it thing. was lovely. I am going to lower the mood a bit now. So we're going to go from the fun of Africa. We're going to go to a man who is can only be described as one of the worst human beings I've ever seen on a football pitch. Uh, he and I bet you know exactly one of us straight away. He's my next pick. <laughs> he. Bagged himself a big move mid World Cup after after scoring and having a man of matches play against the world champions of the time in the opening game of the group, where he helped Senegal knock out France. Mm. He was so good in that World Cup that he made Gerard Houley, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, decided not to sign Nicolas Nelkevitt te- and, and he decided to sign Alain Stouff instead. He made the World Cup All-Star team of 2002 and he signed for Liverpool for £10 million on the back of this World Cup and that is El Hadji Diouf, the disgusting, horrible man.
0: And not only did it make Coolier pick him over an I said last week, it made me pick him over Michael Owen for the name on the back of my shirt. Wow. Nightmare. Nightmare.
1: Where, where is that me? shirt? It's,
0: uh, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't
1: want to know
0: who's in a number three
1: uh, right okay uh, got a few names mm, who am I going to go for I'm going to go for who was more or less a one club man he was not originally from this country but had citizenship and also then played for the national team he is not a player that really springs to mind to many people unless you're a football purist you know he was in 32 I think at the time when he was in the squad for the Euros 2008 and he was arguably the player of the tournament, played in the final, scored one of the decisive penalties in a shootout for Spain against Italy, I believe. And that player is Marcos Senna. Lovely nice. little footballer, typical Brazilian slash Spanish, just in the central midfield. Looks like he's just walking through the park. Oh, that there any typical
2: Brazilian slash Spanish people about
1: like Yeah. Rafinha. There's one. All right. And I don't need to say any more. <laughs> so yeah, Marcus Senna.
0: No, late bloomer. Late Bloomer, Marcus.
1: Yeah. He it. got there eventually.
0: He did. He did. Good pick, huh? I didn't think of it. Steve, who's in number four? I haven't been
3: uh confused by the uh sort of the idea of this, uh you know, being nailed to the podcast. Mine are a lot less rogue and more high profile than yours. That's fine. That's expected anyway, really, isn't it? Um I don't know why this sort of I mean it probably stuck in a lot of people's minds because it was it was such a good goal but it was in the 2014 World Cup um and it was it was the goal against Netherlands ball comes over the top from halfway nearly on his left foot and uh, I've gone for Tim Cahill's goal against against Netherlands for Australia there was something about like the crowd like Australia's crowd obviously weren't expecting anything from the World Cup they were just there to enjoy and, I mean, it was, it was, it is one of the best goals I've seen just because the way that it came over the top, it was like, um, Cantona's goal, Cantona's goal? goal. But just someone's goal, someone scored a goal. It was like yeah, some
1: goal.
3: he caught it perfectly. It was like, it's sort of
0: in the group stages of the... the
3: best
2: thing about, the volley?
0: Ah, possibly, yeah. What was, um, nice about that one as well, I think, that Kale was about thirty-five at the time. Yeah. I and mean, i think there was that nice story about him coming back for the national team always a nice story yeah um so no nothing wrong with that pick steve pick let's steve. see if you can top it probably not
3: um this was just for sort of it was the ultimate sort of like fifa moment where twenty sixth, 27th minute of extra time 2010 world cup final um i've gone for iniesta I mean, just because of sort of, it was like the, I think just Iniesta being the guy that does that is like a great story anyway, in that point of his career, 2010 one, um, and just the fact that it was so late on and it was, it was a well well taken goal and just, I just remember the, obviously all the backroom staff and stuff running towards the, towards the corner flag when he, when he scores that goal with his little vest on and he takes his top off, that's yeah. stuck there.
0: Memorable moment.
3: Very memorable.
1: But your next. Oof. Um, ooh, there's a few ways I could go here. Um I'm gonna go for a Daniel Jones inspired pick, here, And I'm gonna go to the twenty sixteen Euros in France. Now this player, you know, nice tidy little player, everybody likes him, hasn't really done much in his career. Bit of a stalemate at the current club. Goes ahead then with Wales, goes to the tournament, nobody's expecting much of him. And somehow Wales get to the semi-finals and he's named in team of the tournament. So you're thinking, oh, fair play, he's still a decent age, mid-twenties, looking for a move, play some regular first team football. Who's he go to? He goes to Stoke. So that's his reward for being in team of the tournament, one of the best players in that tournament. Goes to Stoke, gets relegated in three years, and now he's nothing. And that player is Joe Allen. Plus. Are you updating yours and listen to this pod? No,
2: he's nothing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> My play is actually nothing as well because he plays in Macedonia right now. So,
1: <laughs> what a career!
2: Um, when I was the first person I thought of when Rob mentioned this. Um, I always think a you rose, especially I don't know why it is a you rose always yeah. seems to be a player who you think oh yeah that that was so and so's you rose, and whenever I think you rose 2008, I always think of andre Arshavin.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, I actually didn't realize, because so I remember watching Euro 2008, but I didn't realize, I forgot, he was banned for the first two games of the group stage. So he only actually played three games in the whole tournament. And yet, in my head, Euro 2008 is the Arshavin russia tournament where Russia looked really good and then they got knocked out. But in three games, he got man match twice. He only played a combined total of 210 minutes so I still think of it as his tournament which suggests that he played pretty well. He did something right. Yeah and on the back of that tournament he then bagged himself a move to Arsenal where he became a cult hero and then ended up leaving for nobody but he also turned down Barcelona during the tournament mid-tournament which I found up today. Nice and I didn't know he was in Macedonia now so yeah, did and he
1: was a club record signing for Arsenal as well that time. 15 well, million
0: I just remember the four goals against Liverpool. That, mm-hmm. That's my memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. Um, got a few names Yeah, um, but I'm going to go with the highest profile name um, for more high profile than Andres Iniesta. Um, a guy who's done it all as a player, done it all as a manager. But when someone mentions him, you always think of this one moment this one tournament and um, I'll say the name Zinedine Zidane what a tournament he had what um, Panenka's in the in the final he dragged France through against Brazil in the semis I believe um, he was unreal and then his career will always be defined by that one moment where he headbutts Marco Matarazzi. Um he'll never get away from that no matter what like Look what he's achieved already. The Champions yes. Leagues, as a, as a player, as a, as a manager, no one has a, can come close to his CV. And there he is. Well, look at us now. We're talking about his headbutt in a World Cup final. He's never getting away from that. So he rounds off the list. Can I
2: give one honourable mention? Because I feel really strongly about him. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, yeah, of course. Milan Baros, Euro 2004. Yeah, he... he it was was It was a Dan O'Barros
0: I was going for. And the other one was Jordan Pickford, only because oh, I don't think, if it weren't for that Euros, I don't think he'd be starting for a Premier League team now. So I think he is living off that.
1: No. Mm. I had a couple as well. Asamoah Jean, he was one name I had down for the 2010 World Cup, I think it was 2010. Harder um, Robinson-Karnou, yeah, Roman mention- he's another one who was in that Russian team played well. So, yeah, Rob was
3: nice a free agent at the time as well, he scored that with a Cruyff turn goal
0: in the quarters. Brilliant moment out. Huh? Yeah. It's
2: yeah. probably worth mentioning that we're all under the age of 20, 27, so we literally have only gone from <laughs> those not towards.
0: Yeah. yeah, World Cup 2002 I've got the DVD, I watched that on repeat, <laughs> but, but Sims took
2: the only name worth mentioning out of that with their large youth. So. I had one name from 98 and that was as far back as I was going. <laughs> Zidane's quite old
0: So that covers it, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah um, So no That's our draft list So again Just to recap Sifuwe Shabalala El Diouf, Marcos Senna Tim Cahill, André Ziniester Joe Allen, André Arshavin And Zinedine Zidane What a team What a team Yeah The team gets better each week <laughs> Richard Wright was leading the line last week.
1: Oh, they do well in Masters football, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. They do well.
0: It goes one and goes. <laughs> one day. Um, so, last segment will be a mystery question. So, I hope we've all prepared a question. Um, yeah. And we're going to pick one at random and discuss it. It may just take a minute. It may take a half hour. We'll see. So, right next to me, I've got four pieces of paper with our names on each one. Numbered one to four. So, Steve, as it's your debut, pick one to four, and it'll be someone's name, and then they can give us the question. Let's go for uh, number one for goalkeepers. Number one. It's going to be Sims. Number one. It is
1: Steve Sims. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sims,
2: what are we discussing? It's a two-part question. So... We have seen for the last two seasons record points needed to win the Premier League. My question is this year, in a weird season, what do you think the points total that is needed in order to win the Premier League title? And what is the points total needed to stay up? Nice. So, to give you just to give you reference, it was 99 Liverpool finished on last year, Man City at 100. Now, obviously, they both needed to get to that point, other than Liverpool, I think, could have finished on. 86 I think and won it but they obviously got the 99 Yeah. so my question is how much do you need to win it so it doesn't Not how many do you think people will end with what yeah. do you need I, to get that you win it
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a lower uh, much lower than we've seen for the last three years or so um, I think teams have shown a bit more inconsistencies than we're used to especially with Man City and Liverpool um, so I'm going to throw a number out 84 points Will win the league.
2: I think it should be lower. That is low.
3: Boys? Um I think I think it will be lower this year, definitely. Um, I think it's all. I, I I do think it all depends on what sort of what happens to Liverpool with with the Van Dyke situation, how that affects them, how badly it affects them are gonna to lose too many games if you know they could they could definitely not lose one more game all season. Um I'm gonna go a bit higher than Burke. Let's go for what do you say, 81? 80 84 I went
0: with. I'm gonna go 88. I think 84 would have won the league last year as well. I don't think it's ridiculously high because I think Man City finished 81. Yeah. So Yeah. I think eighty-four it's... Okay but 88, 88 88 I'm going to go
1: for Yeah But uh, It's a very good question actually um, I do think I was reading something today that They've done a study already and they see that players Are performing at a much higher level Because there's no fans there And we've already seen there's been some Mad results already So with that, that obviously the points are going to drop Because obviously teams are going to drop points so i probably, I wouldn't go lower than the 80 point mark because I think I always associate top four like 70s and then the 80s is the league title. So I'd probably say around, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like 80-81, but I'd probably say around 82, that'd be my guess because I do think Liverpool will drop more points than they usually would have yeah. in any other season, as will all the other teams, so I think it's going to go a bit lower.
0: Yeah, I think the Van Dyke is key point. I see them not being able to keep a clean sheet for 1-0 as much as they did last last year. Like, be able to grind out a game late on. I think you said it before, but you haven't seen a player when they're under the cosh, meeting so many headers from corners yeah. and stuff. And that's Van Dyke, and you are missing that ability yeah. late on. So I think Liverpool are going to drop points, maybe three points become one um, yeah. a couple of times more than normal. And with Man City, I feel there's teams better equipped now to get points against them than they were before. So I see a drop-off and yeah, that's why I've gone significantly lower. Sims, what are your thoughts on... Uh, the
2: number I've always had in my mind is 87. I think 87 points gets you a league really Um Which is, you know, still a lot. Yeah. It's still a very high score, to be honest. And if you take out the last couple of years then it would it would be a very, very high score. Yeah. It's just a bit, a bit false... For the last few years and there um, with regards to relegation i I'll give you a bit of help boys just to give you an an idea of um so according to studies over the last sixteen years okay so if you've reached forty points over the last sixteen years you've got a ninety nine percent chance of staying up if you've reached thirty five points you've got a forty nine percent chance of staying up um if you've reached thirty three points that's a 13% chance staying up so just to give you a barometer of you know where where we're at so my question would be now how many points will be needed so really you're basing on 17th place yeah um, obviously well 18th 19th 20th obviously will go down there isn't it so what is needed to get 17 points uh, 17th places yeah
0: I'll let one of the other two start this one off.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think, because if we're saying Fulham and West Palm are going to go down, and obviously their points total is going to be rubbish. So I'm just trying to think of the teams who might be down there. I'd, I'd probably say, because I think the 40-point mark, as that's always said, isn't it? Oh, get the 40 points, get the five points. I think that's gone down a little bit the last few years.
2: Yeah, not many but, do get the 40. No, yeah, I think it's 40... It's kind of gone...
1: It's a myth now, really, isn't it? I think 40
0: is, like Sim said, 40 is 99% of survival. Yeah. I think that's why they say 40. They're not yeah. going to say, like, let's get 33 and have a sixty percent chance of staying up. They are going for...
1: Monday ball. See
0: The, yeah. the highest safe number that they can get. So, yeah. no, it makes I, sense why they I, say the it. Number,
1: the number that Jim share is around 37, somewhere like that. Because, again, I think teams... I actually think teams might do a little bit better in terms of relegation, because of the point they made before in terms of the fans. They might not feel that as much pressure. Obviously West Brom and Fulham, but Fulham is, uh, not very good. Yeah, I'll say we're on 37. I'll be my number.
3: Um, yeah, I'm thinking, if I'm like, I sort of trying to think of 20th and then sort of what I think 17th will get in comparison. You know, if you look at sort of, obviously I agree, I think Fulham and West Brom are going be, gonna to be probably the bottom two Maybe, I think, would well, Norwich finished last, last year, didn't they, on like, was it 20, 21? I think it was on the 20 mark.
0: I'm thinking yeah. back, how, how, I, don't, I don't know how they got that much.
3: Yeah, I know, but I, I'm trying to compare them, then this year's a bit of a different season with Fulham, um, you know, if I put Fulham on like sort of,
2: maybe, maybe 20, 22, let's see. I go, for, I go 30, for safety really low this year yeah nice
0: um for me i think i think we're being a bit harsh on fulham and west brom i think they've got more individual talent than that norwich team did i think you think of the teams like the huddersfield team teams who have finished rock bottom i think this fulham team and this west brom team are significantly better than those so i don't think they're going to be anchoring down in the low 20s, high teens, so I think they're going to be a bit higher, which I think pushes everyone else a bit higher. So, I'm going to say 40, I'm going to stick to the to the big Sam, and go 40 points, get safety. I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be as clean cut. as I I do think Fulham and West Brom are the weakest too, but I think they're stronger than most relegated teams in previous years, so I'm going to say they're going to put up a better fight and push the level up so 40 points will be needed this year
2: so um just according to um the threshold now for survival over the last 16 years so but you said 37 points so in historically yeah. that would give you an 85 percent chance of staying up So you say you know you take out new yeah. 30 points was it you said yeah Historically, you'd have a 0% chance of staying at that. <laughs> <laughs> in the last History year, maker. Nobody is staying at yeah. 30. And obviously, Burke with you was 40, so that was a 99% chance of staying at yeah. that. I personally think that, I, I honestly think it would be quite low this year. I think 35 points will get you survival, um, and that would be a 49% chance. So I think 35 points gets you 17th place this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about again, like and my point about Fulham
0: and West being better than we were saying, in my opinion, right. goes the other way as well because that means they're taking points but off the it, teams. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to kind of work out exactly what that means in the wider context of the table if them being good actually brings the, the point level yeah. down more. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, I'll, I'll stick with what I said. I'll say forty, and uh,
1: if they
0: get on forty, I'm done.
1: It's so the workout, how many points, chef United, and then add one. <laughs> that's that's based on safety. So you know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All
0: right. Thank you, Sims. Good question. Enjoy that. And uh, thank you, Butts. Thank you, Steve. Been a pleasure. And thanks for listening.
1: Cheers, Buzz. Thank you.